When you can build up a strong social media profile from a sales perspective, it is not only helpful for you to build and to create new opportunities and find new business, which it will absolutely help you do that. It will also help you in your career. This is a great way for you to be able to showcase you and your personal brand. Welcome to the Sales Prescription Podcast with Ron Halbert and Rusty Jensen. You know, there's all kinds of problems that can prevent you from being successful, both personally and professionally. And we are here to write you some highly effective and broad spectrum sales prescriptions. And all you have to do is fill them. Today's prescription is a good one, right? We're going to write you guys a good prescription of the day. Today's prescription is about social selling. Oh, yes. It's uh, one of my favorite topics. But I'll tell you what, Rusty, you know this about me. I struggled getting into social selling. We, you know, we, we talked about this on a previous episode. You know, I, I was doing sales development in the dinosaur ages, you know, before <laughs> uh, before sales engagement platforms and things like that. So that we're not talking Rolodexes, and like phone banks in the hotels, <laughs> no, right? No. We're talking like this is in the electronic era. It's in the electronic era. But social media, especially LinkedIn, which is predominantly what's used from a social selling perspective, business to business. It was something that I didn't even, I didn't even have a LinkedIn profile until I started doing sales development and then I downloaded it. Funny story about that, by the way, I, I accidentally, I don't know how I did this, but like six months into the job as a sales developer, I somehow linked my outlook to LinkedIn and spammed every person that I had ever emailed through my outlook. Wow. And like LinkedIn, like put me in LinkedIn prison or whatever. You got into LinkedIn jail, LinkedIn jail. That's like, I couldn't like before. I had to like write a letter to LinkedIn back then and say, hey, like, can you let me connect with people again? Because I got really? so many people were upset. But anyway, wow. that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're going to talk about a little bit about social selling. And because, you know, it took me a while to get into it. I, I tried to do a good job of it. Now we even have some trainings around it for our current sales organization here at Conga. But we brought our friend Tony Glick back with us. So Tony, welcome back. Thank to you. The podcast. Thanks for letting me be here. <laughs> Pull me off the street. We're, today. <laughs> we're stoked to have Tony. I've mentioned this before, but uh, I don't. I'll mention it again. We are in officially the Conga headquarters right now. HQ. Uh, HQ. We got Tony Glick here, and it is approximately ten twenty-one p.m. This is when we like to do it. Rusty yes. has a monster in his left hand. That's right. This is a good time right now. This is how you, this is how you settle in for a great in conversation. In. Exactly. And you know, you always can find me here at this time of night. So yeah, it's a good time. Exactly. Join the round table today. <laughs> exactly. That's no, awesome. Well, 1030 at night at the Kanga headquarters. That's well, where you find Tony Glenn. Well, and Tony's actually awesome when it comes to social media. He's so, very good. Oh, thank I, you. I think if you see anybody out in the LinkedIn community, when you see some of us, you'll see he's engaged all the time. Huge following. A lot of engagement. In fact, you're an expert, not just in LinkedIn, but you have a lot of expertise in other social areas. In fact, your sister is in social media as well. She's a oh, pretty yeah. serious influencer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, tell us about that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I mean, I've got a unique perspective. I mean, I'm not even close to what she is, but together we actually, when the, the pandemic hit, you know, we had this idea to see if we could contribute, just have some fun on social media. We were going to do it together. And out of nowhere, she throws up a post on TikTok and it goes viral. And I call her and I'm like, you're really funny. And she throws up another TikTok and it goes viral. Ooh. And, you know, we're two years past it and I don't do anything. I'm just kind of behind the scenes. She's got over a million followers. Wow. 
Wow. People pay her a lot of money, you know, as an influencer. And she's, I mean, she's super entertaining, very, very talented. So I have a unique perspective watching how she's done it. Some of it translates onto LinkedIn, but not all of it. But yeah, go give her a follow. It's uh, Imperfect Mom. Imperfect Mom. Yeah, give her a follow. She's super entertaining. We need to have Imperfect Mom here. For sure. On the sales prescription. There's all kinds of things that you can translate. See, sales is not specific to just a career. Like sales is, it's all encompassing in terms of human interaction, communication, and how people just interact and connect with each other. It's really what it is. She would have incredible insights for us. Mom edition. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean. No, really. There's probably a lot there. She sold for me when she was like in her early 20s. She's super talented. I bet there's a lot there you could dig into and, you know, dissect from a sales perspective. Yeah, and I I think that, I think it'd be phenomenal. And I think from a social standpoint, when we talk about social media, LinkedIn is really a, a core tool when it comes to prospecting, especially when you're, you're doing any kind of B2B sales. It's a core tool. Mm-hmm. And most sales developers or salespeople, when they start getting into prospecting, they don't even have profiles. Like, Ron, you talked about not having a profile. I think a lot of people don't have a profile. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fairly media. normal. I mean, these days, even everybody has their Instagram. Everybody has their TikTok or whatever. But LinkedIn is something that I think a lot of people get once they get into the business world. And it's a very powerful tool because it's probably the most accurate. I would say it is the most accurate database when it comes to tracking people down and understanding what roles they have and have had, it's a fantastic source to be able to collect business-related information about people you can use for personalization. And it is a great way to connect directly to people, and they, they keep it up to date. I mean, this is essentially the – it's your resume. Yep. Like, this is how resumes are done. Like, I know you still have to fill out resumes. I hadn't updated my resume for 12 years but it was a little awkward for me to do it. I was like, oh, why, why do I need to do this? Yeah, like, I, to like, LinkedIn I honestly just tried to copy and paste out of LinkedIn. Right. It's like, oh, this think, seems like it should be good enough. Yeah. Like, here's the link. That's my resume. Yeah. Right? Agreed. But it can be really powerful tool. So we'll, we'll dive in and we'll talk about, about this. But let me just tell you. And I'm going to tell you, let me see what you guys think about this. But like, I will make this statement that when you can build up a strong social media profile from a sales perspective, it is not only helpful for you to build and to create new opportunities and find new business, which it will absolutely help you do that. It will absolutely help you do that to be able to find new business. It will also help you in your career. This is a great way for you to be able to showcase you and your personal brand out into the market. And one more thing to add to that is by being active in the business community, you also draw a lot of attention to the company you work for. So not only do you bring value to your own personal career and your own personal brand, but a company that you work for, you also draw positive eyeballs and a positive perception in the business community. So I think a lot of people benefit from it. That's one of the things I really like about LinkedIn. And when when you think about that as as a social tool in general, is it is positive. Like it actually feels good. Like, you know how like there's the social media that, you know, makes you hate yourself and hate life. And you, you see other is people's pictures. Is skinny with, six pa- with a six pack? Yeah. <laughs> Those of you watching video, you know that I am not. But yeah, I mean, exactly. You, you look at it and you're like, what is, what's going on? What's, what's happening? Like, I mean, you, if you feel like other people have these big grand lives, yeah. LinkedIn, it's not that way. It's like a, it's like a positive sharing. It's people are positive about other people's successes. It's congratulatory about people advancing in their careers. It's, it's a really positive 
place when it comes to social. Yeah. You can get real negative yeah. in, in other social worlds. I heard people are doing like something called signing day. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but no, you're, you're right. Like yep. uh, LinkedIn, social media generally has a negative connotation and LinkedIn, I mean, there is a lot of positivity that's spread around and, and people that really connect on there are, are real and they share real content that can help other people. I think people are genuinely yeah. interested in doing that on but, there right now. And I think before we get into some of the tips and tricks, just one more point. And I'm going to ask you, Ron, right? Which is why are people uncomfortable with social media? It feels fake. Like for me, when I first started to feel like I had to post, I was watching all the, my feed, what people were saying. And I'm like, man, that's not how people are. People don't talk like that. People aren't like that. Like it doesn't feel authentic. And what I've discovered is my most authentic posts get the most views. They get, yep. they get the highest amount of traction. Like my, you know, like I'm not, I'm not like Tony. I don't get as many views as he gets, but you know, like if I'm getting something good for me is in like the 12,000 view range. Right. And by the way, that, that is a lot. Yes. For everybody who's listening. Yeah. No, That's a lot. It's okay. But one of my best ones was my wife and I went to New York and I posted a picture of her and I at Yankee stadium and a quote from one of the plays that we went to in New York that I thought was wildly motivational and, and like really hit me hard. And yeah, the best performing thing I've ever posted. It was real. It's just a picture of me and my wife having a good time experiencing life in a real way and like being touched by an art form, a play called Hades Town we went to and just a quote from that. So I think that you can be real, you can be authentic, but I think initially when you get into it and you feel like you need to post and you feel like it's a fake post and some of it is that way because your company is going to ask you to share things and, and it's okay to do that once in a while, share some stuff that your company puts out there. But when it's something from them, a professional writer wrote it. Yep. So it's somebody that, yep. that talks differently than you. True. It's going to be very clear that you, you did not, at least right. for me, cause I'm elementary level speaker here. No, that's not how I speak. That's not how I write. That's not how I talk. So if it, it doesn't feel real, but what I was reading is a lot of that stuff from people on social media. Can I ask you a question too? Yeah, yeah. What about, cause I talked to this with some of the people in the company yesterday. What about the fear of posting and nobody seeing it being buried yeah. down? Pe people have that fear, right? They throw stuff up and do. just gets buried. Nobody sees it. Nobody likes it. We live in a world where a like actually makes people feel good. So, yeah. right. So I, I guess I would answer that with, with a question, which is if nobody sees it, then what's the problem? That's a good point. <laughs> it's just, I think it's just like, I, that's a very good point, but I, but I've definitely posted things. That's like, look at it two days later, 212 views or something. And you're like, Ooh, all right. Yeah. And, and by the way, and by the way, for those of you who are starting, you'll get like 30. Yeah. So like it, it, it happens. Don't worry. But we're going to tell you how to help build that. Yes. But, but I think just like anything else, in sales, in any kind of communication, when you're not you, it's always uncomfortable. When you talk to other people and you're trying to fake it or you're, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And the, the secret sauce in, in terms of social media is just like any other human connection or, you know, when you're trying to project yourself out there, just be who you are. And of course, be professional. And of course, you know, you do have to realize that anything you put out there is a permanent record and reflection on you. It's also a reflection on your company. So you need to be cautious with what you put out there because you don't want to 
try to mix things up, you know, too much, but you do want to just be you. And by the way, it's just like when you're in a work environment, you're being professional, you're engaging, but you, you do need to be you and it'll be much more natural and people will, will engage. So we'll talk about a few things because the professional you is a little different. So we will talk about the professional aspect, but as you get in, you start getting into social media and LinkedIn, there's a few things you need to keep in mind. First of all, you've got to be present. Everybody says that to you, you know, you're like looking at your phone and you know, your husband or wife, somebody looks at and says, Hey, you need to be present. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that? It's a common thing. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing in LinkedIn, except you need to be on your phone. And this is the opposite. Yeah. So you're present in <laughs> social media, but you have to be present, meaning you need to like, comment. You need to post at least once a week and you need to repost. And what I would encourage you to do to really get comfortable with it is don't make it about you, make it about other people, yeah. you know? Comment about them, you know, compliment people, congratulate people, engage, like things, comment about things you find inspiring, go into LinkedIn looking for inspiration, and then also contribute to that and kind of share things that inspire you and compliment people. Like let yourself go and focus on other people as you get in there and like, comment, You've got to be able to post and share and also repost. Yeah. Can I, can I give a thought about Absolutely, that? Absolutely. Yeah. So we, I mean, two years ago when we kind of started engaging, we, we got that guy that worked with us over at um, mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we really wanted to do was we wanted to get something back from LinkedIn, but we had this idea and this thought that we're going to, before we ask, we're going to give back and try to bring value. Right. And so we learned a lot about the natural law of reciprocation right? Like I give you an apple, you're going to give me an apple pie at some point naturally. Right. right? Right. And I think that exists in LinkedIn. And so like when you say engage and like, like a like means something to someone, think about just that single like, yeah, you know, so find things that you enjoy to read and engage with people, have conversations like you'd have like in the office and we've experienced it. It comes back to you. I, I look at posts that I make today. And regularly I have the exact same followers. There's a group of followers that constantly are commenting and communicating with me on my posts and vice versa. So it's, it's a natural law and you create these business relationships that are great, you know, and they last, I mean, I had someone in this morning from LinkedIn here in Colorado. Oh yeah. You know, so it's just, there's a natural law when you give, you know, whether it's social media or anywhere else, it's just, it comes back to you. I'll say this as well, like ties in perfectly to this. Something going around social media, I'm sure most people that are hearing this have seen is the idea of the whole connect and sell mentality. Like you just immediately connect and sell with people. Like that's what I'm doing is like I, I try to connect with you and in the message that goes to you, it says, do you want to buy what I'm selling? Something, you know, not not stupid like that, but you get my point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't train people to do that. And, and, and my recommendation to you is don't try to sell it until you've given something to them. And what you're giving to them is you're giving them a like, you know, set up a step in your sales engagement platform that before you connect with them, go on their profile, look at a post that they have, like the post, comment on the post, right? Something that they posted recently. If, if they're yeah. posters, not everybody is. Right. And then a few days later, when you connect, don't try and sell them. You haven't earned the right to do that yet. You, right. you don't have a relationship with them. So instead, just say, hey, I like your stuff. Are you okay to connect with me? You've already liked it. And you know what? Most people are kind of vain on social media. They know that you commented. 
they know mm-hmm. that you liked, right? And so they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember this guy. He liked one of my things. I'll connect with them, right? Yeah. And then now, you know, you've earned the right to engage conversation. You've connected with them. You've liked something. You've commented on something. Now, at some point, I can start showing some value of why my relationship with them is going to be a positive experience. Right. Because again, people don't go on social media to be sold to. Mm -hmm. Like when I get a message on LinkedIn, I'm not expecting somebody to be pitching me on something. They do it, Mm -hmm. but, but I'm looking for other things. And there is that vanity. There is that vanity. You want to, I mean, call this vain or not. Some of my favorite things is when somebody says something like, Hey, we listened to the sales prescription and I found that valuable. Hey, that post you did was great. It really helped me. Like that stuff that, that I get really excited about. Mm-hmm. So like when I'm checking my messages, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Or maybe someone who says, Hey, you know, I just want to connect with you and see if we can network. And like, I'm, I'm looking to connect with people not to be sold to. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have to be a little bit more vicarious, but your, your point is exactly right, Ron, which is, you know, start adding a couple, a little bit of that value first, right? Start earning it. You know, what's funny now is like, we have this podcast. I have people all the time that try to sell me stuff. And they're like, a smart man on a podcast said that if they wanted to get two way conversations, (laughs) they should do this. And I'm like, Oh crap. I guess I respond to that. (laughs) Take this call. Take that one. You shouldn't have said we're edit that. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, I do want to give a shout out. So like, there's, there's a guy that we're all connected with on LinkedIn because he's connected with every single person at Conga. He came into the office today. His name is Jacob Carp. You guys know yes. who this guy is, right? That's like, who I was referring to today. That's who you're referring yeah, to? Yeah, exactly. I mean, this guy, like he comments on my posts. He likes my posts. I see him commenting on Rusty's. I see him commenting on every leader in our organization's post, right? And as a result, he's here for breakfast in the office. Just hanging out with us. Just hanging out. It's like, come like, on in here. It's like this guy, he understands the value of creating this relationship that yeah you like him just but let me tell you, can i say i'll tell you i so i was asking him a little bit more about it today what he de- like what is he doing I, I started probing a little bit because i was really interested because i noticed that he's connected with everybody and then i heard that he's connected with a couple more people in our company and i said clearly we're a target for you like we're one of mm-hmm. your target accounts yeah. he said yeah and i said so is this a strategy that you use and he said yes but he said he's not hard selling us. No. He's just building Part relationship. And as a result, I invited him today into our office once a month to come strategize, come work with us, come collaborate. He didn't come in and pitch hard pitch me today either. I mean, we've had conversations on LinkedIn, probably all of us with him on our post. I mean, we're hundreds of times I'm guessing. Yeah. And he's still not hard pitching us but he understands the value in these relationships that we're building. He, he's actually a perfect case study on how to social sell. Like that's right. This guy needs, it deserves a huge shout out because, and I, my guess is, I mean, we, we know to sit around Conga. My guess is he's doing this with every one of his accounts and it is not offensive. No. There's nothing wrong with the way he does it. He's a perfect example. Yeah, of well, how to but, do it, it. but as soon as Conga starts showing intent for his products, we're going to have conversations with him. That's exactly and right. We'll absolutely take that meeting. We, oh, for 100%. And, and that's what you've got to be able to do as a salesperson is to be able to make those kinds of connections and network. I mean, it's and a way into a company. Too. Like, let's be honest with, with each other. If we have two products that are fairly similar okay. and he's the sales guy in one of them. And I mean, like in order for someone else to win the deal yeah. in the market that he's in, 
they're going to have to show an extreme amount of value. Right. Right. Because extreme, because I trust the guy. I don't think he's just trying to get yeah, that, I mean, right? he's eating breakfast with us. What a cool, you know, what right? a cool story. Yeah, <laughs> it is cool. It is no, a really true. cool and, story. And there's so many, right? There's, there's so many. Cracks um, me up. It cracks me up now that we're talking about it. Cause we're all like totally engaged with this guy and he, yeah. we really, really like him, Yeah, but he's just done it the right way. That's right. And so <laughs> when awesome. you give first, cause I know you want to get something out of it, but I love that you give first. Now, as you're setting up your LinkedIn profile and you're, you're structuring things, there's a couple of things that you also want to keep in mind just from a tip standpoint. Number one is your profile. It's got to be complete. It's got to be professional. It's got to showcase your strengths and you can add things into your profile that can be a little bit personal, but like even the, your taglines on how you describe who you are. Some people put things in like a father, worker, an entrepreneur. You can, you can add things in. I mean, I'd say mine's relatively vanilla. You know, this is a host of the sales prescription, but it's good to kind of just like put a little personality into, but just make sure your profile is totally complete. Your entire resume history, things that need to be highlighted are there. And LinkedIn will walk you through all of it. Just make sure it's really complete, right? As a number one point, because the algorithm does consider that and, and it does create attention. And when people come to your profile to say, who's this person? It needs to be able to have a, a lot of context as to who you are and even who your company is. Yeah. So it's easy to know what, what's going on, what you're all about. Okay. A little bit of personal, mostly professional. Now, once that is kind of established and you've got a really strong profile, let's talk about posting. So we'd mentioned earlier that you've got to post every week, at least. So that is a minimum is every week, but you need to mix up your posts. And really what the rule is, is the 85, 10, five. So we talk about being personal. We talk about adding things into LinkedIn, but you got to remember this is a professional network and 85% of your posts should really surround your expertise. So you have to think of this as a long game. You're demonstrating an expertise that you have. You are trying to brand yourself as an expert in the specific area that you're in and you are. I mean, whatever it is that you do professionally, you do it in most of your waking hours. If you're not an expert now, you will wait four months. You will be. So you need to be able to post an information out that surround your expertise. That's about 85%. And 10% of what you post should be cultural, which can be things that you observe, particularly around business, right? Or things that are, again, this is the human connection side. This is you. And you're showing the world who you are, both in the professional and in the cultural. But you can talk about something that's cultural, could be about the company or about specific things or share a story or, or some kind of, a, of an inspirational component. And then 5% can be personal. Because again, it humanizes you. But LinkedIn is not a personal like Facebook, you know, Twitter type place. It's a place that's more around professional. But when you can tie like a personal experience to your work experience, you show people who you are. It really, it really helps you connect. Yeah. Think about like my, the one I talked about, right? Like the New York post of me and my wife, the post was about a motivational quote that touched me and motivated me to be a better person, you know, and to be a harder worker, to be good at what I do. But it involved both a personal aspect and something business related that was impactful. I think when you can somehow merge those, you can find some pretty good success as well. One other thing to think about, and, and I don't know if I've ever been like really great at this, but recently I've started thinking about this a lot, that what's relatable? Like when I put something out, on LinkedIn, 
can other people relate to what I'm feeling or going today to. So, it's relatable. Yeah. Like I was going to say that one. So like I, I had to tell this, Tony has a post today. Everybody's going to have to go look at this in the past at this point, but it's get a picture of himself as a kid. It wasn't actually me. Oh, people thought him. it was me. I just, oh, I said, yeah. But, a kid with an Easter bunny that looked scared out of his mind. Tony says, this is actual, an actual picture of me at corporate events. Is that well, I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because we have so many events and people feel like I'm really social, which I, I think I like people, but my wife always says like, you're kind of like an extrovert introvert person, which I think I am in some ways, whatever that means. I can be really personable, but sometimes I like need my space and want to be alone. Mm -hmm. And so I've had this like feeling of this like awkward feeling. Sometimes I feel when I go to events. And so I saw that picture when I was at the hotel last night and I'm like, that's so perfect. That's like how I feel sometimes when I go to big events and it's like this little kid's like awkwardly sitting on this creepy <laughs> bunny's lap. And I, I said, real picture of me at a network in-person networking event. And sure enough, a lot of people relate to it. Right. Yeah, I mean, cause it, feels, it kind of feels that way. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so it's and, relatable. And people can relate to that. Yeah. And, and I think that's great. Right. I think, and again, <laughs> I mean, be a little careful, but those kind of things are really cool. Yeah. I mean, they, they really kind of help to humanize you, which is important. Now, if you want people to view your posts, let's talk about how that algorithm works. First, you have to build your connections. So when people are connected to you, anything that you're posting is being put into their feed. So you've got to build up your, your connections. And when you build your connections, you got to be tactful about it. So build up connections with partners, build up connections with prospects. So people that you're potentially targeting, mix in existing current customers, people you've worked with, as well as colleagues. So try to be broad in terms of the connections that you're engaging, but be intentional about building your network. Kind of know who you're building relationships with and targeting. If you just randomly connect with a whole bunch of people, you have a limited number of people you can connect to. It doesn't make a lot of sense just to connect to random people like college student looking for work. They're not going to buy, you know, your million dollar software, right? So try to connect with people that are relevant to what you're doing and also a little bit on your career too. You know, you can also connect to people that you see on social that you admire, that you may want to potentially work with other companies that are local, some of the leaders, you know, you can also do it for your own career, but I would focus a lot on partners, prospects, customers, colleagues, and build that up intentionally and do it every day. Yeah. And it'll take you, take you a year before you get a really substantial setup. So that's something you got to do. And then when you're doing posts, there's a few tips that you want to keep in mind. And that is that when you do a specific post, there are things where, they, where you want to do a lot of tagging, okay? So you can actually tag a company, and when you tag a company, it'll create visibility to people inside the company. You can tag individual people, which will then notify them in their, in their notifications, hey, you were just tagged in this post. You also want to do things like adding hashtags. So there's a lot of common hashtags where you can do specific hashtags that relate to different people. If you go to a prospect company, that you're trying to get into, you're trying to build relationships with, you can do some of the hashtags that they use in a lot of their posts and things. If you if you target that hashtag, it'll actually create visibility in the target account that you're going after. So there's little tactful things you can do. There are certain tags that trend generally in, in LinkedIn. There's hashtags that are specific to companies that you want to try to post, etc. But here's the numbers on these. You shouldn't ever tag more typically than two companies. You shouldn't tag more than five people. So it could be one or two companies, five people, and 10 hashtags. When you start going overboard on those other areas, it'll be deprioritized. Yeah. 
when you're writing content as well, watch the language you use because certain words will slow your posts down, right? For sure. And you may not even think, oh, that's not a word. That's a bad word, right? Like one of the things that happened is I had a post that totally got shut down. I was, we were talking about an incentive, yeah, a COVID incentive that we put out. Ron, you remember this COVID incentive? I remember it. It was awesome. <laughs> so when I was in high school, you know, everybody has like their different hairstyles. When I was in high school, I, was, I actually had a very round, like spherical Afro. Was it was my, awesome. It was the most epic Afro you've ever seen in your life. I mean, I put, you know, I had a pick and everything. I even named my, I had a gold colored pick and I named it Moses. I don't know why, but it was old. It <laughs> stayed with me, but I had a gold color pick and I would throw it in my hair. Girls would come and like feel it and it was great. And people would like try to put pens in there. Like how many pens can you fit in there and pieces of candy and stuff. So like, it was like this, this thing. And so people like Ron would like egg it on and be like, Hey, you want to see something? Hey, Rusty, show me your picture of your hair. So I showed pictures of hair. And so basically in COVID, we had a unique opportunity. We're not going to the office anymore. So by popular demand, the sales team was like, hey, if we hit our numbers, will you grow it? Well, now it's gray, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> so I totally grew my hair out and I had this big fro. And so I wanted to let people know on LinkedIn, hey, well, when I was kind of putting in the post and we're putting together, we wanted to try to get engagement because it's kind of cool. Like, it's pretty cool. It's mm -hmm. a cool incentive. And in order to put the picture out there, I used the term Afro versus Fro as a hairstyle. And because I used the term Afro versus Fro, it was actually deprioritized because people could take that term Afro and use it nefariously. And because it was picked up in the algorithm, the, the algorithm doesn't know, but it just finds things that could be controversial or nefarious and it can deprioritize them. So what you'll find is, as you look at different posts and things that are going on, you'll, you'll see certain topics you can add and certain words you can use, but you have to be careful with the other words that you're using. Just try to think through it. And if you have something with low engagement, think about what you're saying and words that you're using, because it could be totally just fine. Like you're talking about a hairstyle, but then somebody could think it'd be nefarious and, and it could be deprioritized the algorithm. So just be careful with, with some of the things. Like another writing. great example, this is like tiny, but I thought about this the other day. You know how you always put links in the comment section, you say links down the comment section. Mm -hmm. I actually thought the other day, the word link is probably getting picked up. Correct. Right. Yep. I'd never thought about that before. Totally. Um, but everybody always says, go check out the link and they avoid the link so that the algorithms don't pick it up, but you're using the link that's probably getting caught. Yeah. Anything right? is like, yeah. Anything is like advertising language too, like events. Mm -hmm. Cause you notice if you try to advertise for something like an event, Hey, we're going to do this event. Like it can pick that up. Yeah, you want an alliance because they want you to spend money for that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Like, true. And they want you to spend some money with them on that. Yeah, they'll, true. they'll push it. I mean, these days, like B2B companies, a lot of digital spend goes into LinkedIn these days. I mean, it's a great source because I can go choose specific people where I'm very confident the title is correct or at least somewhat correct on LinkedIn and I can just target them with my ads and LinkedIn wants to get some revenue from that. So free advertising, they don't want to prioritize those things. Yep. Right. That's a great point. So in our previous podcast, we talk about a lot of the tips and tricks around writing emails and, and content. Use something that's more natural language value. But again, you got to offer value out to the LinkedIn yeah. community because people go on there for inspiration. They go on yeah. there for information. So provide that value and they'll engage. 
Can I give a thought? I had a thought come to mind just kind of off the cuff. So I had this concept, like when I was starting businesses in my twenties, I had this idea to conquer the world, right? I saw this huge world, this country, and I wanted to just get out to it. Right. And it never worked. Like every time I would try to go from Utah to Japan, like I couldn't get business or from Utah to Florida, like it was hard. And so I, I came up with this phrase that I really tried to live by in the early days of any business, which, which is proximity is power. I, I haven't thought about this just till we're talking, but it's, it's very much what, what we're doing and what we do and what I tried to do when I moved from Utah down to business in Colorado. Right. And this is a great place to start for anybody that's listening to this, that wants to just get started. So people at Conga know this because they see my name, because the first thing I did before I started reaching out to people in Colorado is I came in and I connected with hundreds, probably thousands at this point of people inside of Conga. And then I've spent a lot of time networking, communicating, liking, commenting on people inside of Conga, which in turn, like we talked about, there's yep. a lot of natural law that exists there. Then I started going out right inside of Colorado, the state of mm -hmm. Colorado to try to network with people yep. there. But the phrase proximity is power. Don't try to conquer the world on LinkedIn on day one, like start where you stand, like inside of your company, the proximity, and then start going outwards, right? But engage, build value, bring value, and then start going to your, your accounts your, that you're targeting. And, but start with proximity, like proximity is power. Don't try to conquer the world. And I think that kind of brings in this next idea, this, this last kind of topic that we need to talk about is when you think about something like proximity is power, it's all about the relationships that people have and the networks that they have around them and being able to leverage those networks. And as you get connected with people and you engage with them and you engage with a lot of people in a specific area, the people who are connected to them see it and they engage and it kind of creates this reaction that kind of just fans out. And one of the things that you're really looking for if you want to try to spread the knowledge about you and your personal brand or you as, a, as for your company is you have to be able to get engagement with the content that you're sharing. And... Sometimes things that you write will catch fire. Sometimes things won't. Sometimes things will be deprioritized and sometimes they'll, they'll catch up, but you, you don't know why or what's, what's happening. But a lot of times it has to do with the amount of engagement that any post is specifically getting. And so the algorithms will work to be able to track like, where are the comments? Where's the activity? Where's the engagement, the questions? What kinds of comments are they? What kind of, of conversations are happening? And we're going to try to put this in front of other people to have more of these conversations. So really good content is important. Things that are very interesting that people want to engage. But another thing that can kickstart it is what you call an engagement pod. You have to be able to do this as a team. Like when you're doing prospecting, you're building like a, like a social media presence. A lot of people think of it as I'm going to build it for me because it, it's a real vanity thing. Yeah. Like you get on and you think I'm going to become this really popular person, right? Which is why people do podcasts by themselves. <laughs> 1030 at night, Colorado. But it's by themselves, <laughs> right? I mean, that's why we do it as a team, but engagement pods, teamwork. So what happens is when you actually push things out into social media, you should be able to grab other people that are on your team and collaborate. So leaders, other people inside your company and actually share them in a pod so you share the specific posts and have them go and like and comment and engage. When they do that, it creates another expansion. So every person that likes, comments, or engages kind of expands their networks. 
and it expands it to a broader view of people and it has more, more engagement. And as that picks up steam, the algorithm will start pushing that content out. Elevates it, content up. Right. So top. yeah, it takes it to the top. So instead of having 35 views, which will happen to you when you first start posting things, and especially when you focus just on like your technology, whatever, it's going to be low. Don't be nervous. But if you want to get up to like 12,000, like Ron. I'm the least of us on this podcast right now, so. It's, it's a lot. Proud of my 12,000, but. You get anything over a thousand, you should be happy. It's true. Like you've done good. Yeah. So from a social standpoint, work together, comment, like, tag each other's posts. And there's another reaction to this, which there's another aspect, which is showing the world who you are. It's this idea of like, if these walls could talk, like you're actually just telling them, hey, we're a real team of real people who are just humans interacting and engaging and just being us. Yeah. Like, let them see you. You, you awesome. know, it's interesting. I got like someone who was commenting outside of our organization the other day at our, our event, right? And we put a picture up, you know, we promoted it and then we kept putting pictures and pictures and people outside kit. Someone told me it was so much fun to just, follow and watch what was going on. It looked like such a great event, which it was. It was fun. Right? It was but, awesome. But it was real and they got to see yeah, just what was going them. on, which was cool. There's cool things going on, right? On your team and your company, there's fun things. I mean, if you're having fun, let people see it. Yeah. It's, it's great. So those are some tips and there's a lot more to social selling. There's a lot more that we can talk about, right? In terms of, of how this works and operates, but it's something you need to build up over time. You got to do it for you. You got to do it for you. You got to do it for the community. You got to take the things that you have that are gems and share it with other people. Look for opportunities to inspire people. Look for opportunities to be positive, to contribute to people. Start there and just keep doing that. And over time, you can work together to build this up to where you're, you're sitting in your prospect's office having breakfast, just hanging out. I mean, get to that point. And that's really that intention. And it will yield results for you both personally and professionally, which is why we're recommending it as a sales prescription. <laughs> that was good. I like that. Yeah. Just as a, as a last point, thank you for listening to the sales prescription. Please follow us. You can watch us on LinkedIn. You can see us on the social engagement. Follow us to see, see what we're doing in general as us and as individuals. Look at the sales prescription posts. Jump in there and follow it. Go into Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You'll find us there and feel free to reach out to us. Tell us you love, you love the podcast. If you want to sell something to Ron, tell him you love the podcast. Works every time. I've taken <laughs> way more meetings since I started this podcast yeah. than before. <laughs> and we appreciate you guys listening to us and then continue to look for more content from us. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, you guys.